Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right. So, hey, uh, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti, and I've got a good friend, uh, Jarrett Stevens, with me. He's a pastor uh, down in Houston, Texas, at Champion Forest Baptist Church. And uh, Jarrett and I have known each other for a long time. In fact, I can remember the day. <laughs> You're going to tell your audience. This I, I am. I'm going to tell the audience. I'm going to tell All them. Right. The, the first day that I met Jarrett Stevens, um, we were in the hospital. Uh, and uh, we were um, about to um, bring Parker, our second, into the world. Uh, so, Jared, I guess that would be going on about 21 years ago, <laughs> coming, coming up pretty soon. That's exactly um, right. And, uh, and Jared was given the, uh, the fantastic assignment of going to the hospital, um, meeting some different people who are in the hospital and praying with them and just kind of, you know, doing the, doing the great thing from a church standpoint of, of reaching out to those people. And so, Jared, who was, uh, I guess, and you'll have to tell us, you know, I mean, brand new intern, you'd been there a couple of weeks Yep. Right. He got he got the, you know, the Panetti name on the list and he comes, you know, running into the hospital and my wife's about to give birth. And, you know, I think Parker's head was even showing. I mean, we were we were like we were in there. right? We were like and Jarrett pops his head in there and he's like, hey, <laughs> and uh, my wife looked at me and she'll tell you to this day. She's she'll, she'll admit this. She looked at me and she goes, get rid of him. <laughs> Sweet Trisha Panetti, man. I didn't know what I was doing, Dan. I was trying to you know so great. self-starter i was yep. a new intern to the church and i just said you know what i'm not going to wait on somebody to tell me what to do i'm just going to take the bull by the horns be That's proactive right. i got that hospital list and who knew that i'd be walking into dan and trisha <laughs> Panetti's room while she's having a baby i'm so embarrassed well our, though, our friendship started then and i love uh, you and i love you to this day 21 yeah. years later so you're you're you a great guy You've always been so good to me, Dan, you and your family, and truly uh, just a great friend. I love you, man. Yeah. Well, um, other than that, right, uh, Jared's uh, married to Debbie. He's got four daughters that he's raising, uh, and he's just a, a wonderful man of God. He's an author. He's a pastor. Uh, he's a fantastic teacher of the Word of God. But I wanted to ask you a question, Jared, just as a, as a young man, um, and you're, you're a few years behind me, right? So I'm an old man. You're, you're the young man. But um, there's a, there's a group of guys out there that a lot of statistics say, um, just as young people, they just don't go to church, young men specifically, right? So I, I want you to answer a question. Um, I'm a 24-year-old young guy. I'm, I'm single, right? I've got a job. I'm not married. Maybe I'm not even dating somebody, right? I got a lot of stuff going on on my plate. And I keep on hearing, right? If you listen to Training for Manhood, we talk a lot about the idea of finding an older mentor. And one of the places we keep on telling people to go to is go to church, go to church, go to church, because that's where you're going to find a group of men that are doing life well, especially in the spiritual realm, that are doing life well, that you can meet those. And I just think there's a group of young guys out there that are, as soon as they hear the words, go to church, boom, that's it. They immediately discount it and they move on. What would you say to that young guy about why going to church is important for him in his life? Yeah, it's a great question. And I appreciate you, Dan, having me on here to talk about it. And, you know, I would probably begin by, and I don't know if this would be even be necessary, but maybe by apologizing on behalf of the church for what that person's experienced uh, in his life. Before, okay. You know, because a lot of people don't go uh, because they've been before and they wrote it off 
a long time ago. And uh, sometimes, you know, it's just the church that they grew up in, the experience uh, that they had. And I would just really encourage them not to write off Christ and, uh, and, and what it means to have a relationship with him. Don't write him off uh, because of a bad experience with his bride, uh, the church. And yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I would start there. And, and then, too, you know, I would also talk from personal testimony. You know, you, you, talk, you spoke of it already of just having a, a mentor in your life and looking mm-hmm. at a place like a church. You know, I'm a product. We all are. We're a product of people who invest in us. We're a part of, product of what we grow up in and who we've been around. And, man, my life, uh, I don't pretend to have it all together and, or, or pretend that I've arrived in any stretch of the imagination, but any success that I've had in life as a husband, as a father, even as a pastor has been in the context of relationships that I've had in the church, uh, people who have invested their life into me. Uh, and you know, the, the world is a selfish place and the world and its system is all about, uh, self, all about me, all about my needs being met, and the church should be the direct antithesis of that. It should be a, a body of believers who are not, uh, are about serving. Uh, it's selflessness. It's about others. And so you get in the church uh, an ecosystem, if you will, of people who, if they're following after the Lord Jesus Christ in a transparent and humble way, people that love you and want the best for you, uh, and you don't get that anywhere else that I know yeah. of. Okay, that's super important because you know the, the silo mentality, uh, the concept that um, a lot of people only listen to uh, one place where they get their news, right? And so they they look at the world through that particular lens. And anybody who gets their news from a different source or hear, listens to a different person, they're wrong. I'm right. And I think that's a great concept. Is if you're if you're involved in the world system. You're, you're looking at the world through one particular lens. And even if you're not a believer, I, I'd say check out a church and find out that there's di- people who do life differently. Now, yeah. if you're a believer, the requirement to be around other believers, I think, is, a, is an important aspect for your spiritual growth. But even if you're not, the whole idea of there are, there's a different way of doing life. There's, as you said, a different ecosystem, a different worldview, a different concept um, that yeah. you're not at the center of the world. Go to a church and find out right what the other way of doing life is because it's completely the opposite of everything else that you've seen in the world. So that's a that's a great starter point. I love that. Yeah, and go, you know the church you know brings different people. It's the only place I know of, Dan, that brings people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different mm-hmm. belief systems. Brings them together and can unify them because that's what Jesus does. I don't know of another. Um, if you want to call it organization, I don't like to right. refer to the church as an organization, but there's some elements that are like, I don't know of another organization that does that where you can. And again, you talk about learning from others. I mean, you're learning from people from all different walks of life, and yet they share this love in Christ and this community. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I can't imagine my life uh, without the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't imagine it. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I love about the church is just how um, intentional um, a lot of churches are, especially a lot of the Christians within there, uh, to connect across age groups. Um, I remember when I, you know, went to Prestonwood as a, as a young deacon, um, I was, you know, probably not even 30 years old, and I got involved with a bunch of old guys who loved the Lord, who did life well, um, you know, the, managed their households well, ran their businesses well, and it was just so amazing for a 
you know, 26, 27 year old kid who's just starting out in life to be around some seasoned veterans. You know, I think about, you know, you bring guys on a, on a team, right. You know, on a football team and you get to, you know, study under the seasoned veteran and you get to learn the ropes and you get to figure out how to do this. Right. Just such a neat experience. Um, I think about, you know, if I'm a young person, I'm saying, Hey, I need you to go to church. I'm not talking about just being um, the guy who's sitting in the back row. I'm talking about getting plugged in, right. Being a participant, right. Actually engaging and find a place to do ministry, um, I think for young people, I tell them all the time, if you're a young man and you're doing life well, um, I need you to seek to be a deacon at the church, right? Which is, you know, the the official role of kind of the guy who's doing service. Uh, so yeah. it's not, you know, it's not a huge title. It's just, hey, you're doing you're doing life well. You're, you know, you're managing your household well. We need you to serve. We need you to get it plugged in. And to be around other men who are doing life well like that is just such a huge um, benefit, right? And that, now it's not just a benefit to me, but it's a benefit to the body, and I think that's another part that I would say to young men, um, I need you to be part of the body because you have a role to play in that. And Paul speaks specifically to that, right? You know, you're the eye, I'm the ear, he's the foot, you're the hand. Can you imagine a part of the body without one of those important roles? If you're not plugged into a church, right, that church is actually missing the, the, the gifts and abilities and the tools that you bring to the body as well. Yeah, that's right. And according to Ephesians chapter four, if our goal is to reach maturity in Christ, Paul's going to say, we don't reach maturity in Christ if we're not all in this together. Right. And you are needed, uh, whether you feel like it or not, whether you don't think you have anything to contribute or not, uh, you really do. And so, um, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's the beauty of being a part of a local body of believers who loves for one another, cares for one another, invest in one another. And again, uh, the big picture is it's not about us. Uh, it's about uh, working together to, to cooperate with the Holy Spirit of God to conform us to the image of Christ. Now, let me ask you this: as a pastor, you said you you know you're in um, North Northwest Houston, I guess, mm -hmm. um, Champion Forest Baptist. Um, so obviously, if a person lives in that area, you said you know get involved in a local body of believers. Um, so the idea that I can get on you know a Zoom and I can watch you or I can you know pick out some other guy that I you know love listening to I, I want to get involved in the local body of believers but what if what if I live in you know Missouri what if I live in Arkansas what if I live somewhere else how do I find a good church what am I looking for and then what are the red flags that maybe I should say hmm that's something that I might not want to be at that particular body of believers because there's a couple of things that you're going to give me to look out for yeah it's a great question and I would turn to the book of acts and I would look uh, specifically at how the church starts. And I would, if, if I was studying for what kind of church I wanted to be a part of, I would study the sermons in the, in the book of Acts. Great that idea. Preaches, that Paul preaches. And here's what, here's what you find. You find uh, biblical teaching. All mm -hmm. of them start with, with the Bible. Uh, in this context, it's starting with the old Testament, but they're pointing people to the Messiah. And so I would start right there. I would start with a church that is teaching the Bible. We have to have an authoritative uh, source. And for the, the, the church, uh, it is the word of God, the living active word of God. Uh, secondly, I, it would be a church that points people to Jesus. That's what Peter's sermon did. That's what Stephen, the deacon sermon did. That's what Paul's sermon did. They started with the old Testament, which i.e. the Bible. Uh, then they pointed people to Jesus as fast as possible. And so I say, it, we want to be scripture, uh, uh, filled. We want to be Jesus centered, and then we want to be Holy Spirit inspired. And, uh, and that's what they did. They preached full of the Holy Spirit. And so if I'm looking for a church, I'm not looking for a church that has, if I'm a young single, uh, my priority, yes, I want to meet somebody, but it's not, I'm not looking for a church that has singles. Uh, if I'm a, a young uh, family, and let's say I'm 
you know, I've been in the church for a long time and uh, I just love uh, deep theology. Well, if I'm looking for a local church, I'm not just going to go to a church that's just teaching deep theology. It might not be one uh, in my area. You know, that's where I would use the Zoom and the podcast and everything else. I'm looking mm-hmm. for a place that's going to teach the Bible, that's going to point people to Jesus, and that's going to be full of the Holy Spirit. And uh, if it starts right there, uh, then, you know, I'm going to secondary issues such as people exercising biblical community, making sure that there's a place where my family can get plugged in, stuff like that. But that's yeah. where I start. Any, any red flags, anything just kind of jump out at you? I walk into a church and I see, um, you know, all the driven women dressed in long skirts. Yeah, um, you know, they only flag. preach, they only preach from the King James, yeah, right? No, I mean, flag. are there, are there things like that, that I should be looking out for that you might say there's a religiosity, but the spirit yeah. of the Lord may not be there. You know, I, 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 I like this saying that's blessed are the balanced mm-hmm. and you go into a church and there's a lack of balance somewhere, you know, it could be, uh, you know, a, a, a an imbalance toward the spiritual gifts and weighing mm-hmm. toward a charismatic side of things that doesn't make it bad. But I just want I just want to make, you know, blessed are the balance or right. you go in somewhere and it's it's it's, uh, uh, you know, it's all theology all the time and it's deep, but it's 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 not reaching anybody for Jesus, you know, yeah. or you go somewhere on the opposite end. And it's all about reaching people for Jesus. But it's it's just, you know, it's 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 very thin and there's no going deep in the discipleship aspect. So I would just say as you're looking for red flags, you know is the church try to find a church that's balanced um you know an athlete uh, you they get in a balanced position you know to yeah. be a, healthy you eat a balanced diet balance is a good thing and so when you go into church that's what i would look for i would look for somebody so for a church that's balanced man they're 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 in community they're teaching god's word they're reaching people they're discipling blessed are the balanced yeah, that's fantastic. One of the things you taught, you started with um, kind of an apology to men that maybe um, church hadn't met men um, kind of where they are and, and kind of given them some food for thought. One of the um, studies that uh, came out was said that um, 90% of men have never heard a sermon that has discussed the issue of work. Mm. And and obviously there's a, you know, a lot of men in, in the workplace. And so um, if you go to church and you hear a lot about uh, the Bible and how it relates to um, every aspect of your life, except for one of the areas that you're spending, you know, six to eight hours a day in for the next 40 years of your life, yeah. you, you may think, well, you know, this doesn't really help me with one of the primary issues of my life. What would you say, uh, you know, to a guy as he's looking for, how do I apply these issues? If somebody's going to open up the word of God, um, how do I apply these issues to every area of my life? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it comes with a sense of discipleship. That's not going to happen overnight. And so uh, I would just say to, to the audience that's listening that may have that, number one, uh, be patient uh, with your spiritual growth. You know, you're, you're not going to get there overnight. And uh, your pastor is is probably doing the best of his ability uh, to teach the scriptures and to help you live by them. Uh, but at some point, as men, let's talk about work. You know, one is uh, we've got to become self feeders at some point where we're mm. growing in our relationship mm. with the Lord, yep. and so we can't expect the church to spoon feed us. You know, Paul has so many analogies about an athlete in training, a hardworking farmer. You know, men are by nature go-getters, you know, most, I'm probably talking to some people here that are type A's. They want to get after it. That's why they want to know about work. Right. And God uh, has made us to work. Uh, I mean, he put us in the, the work came before the fall. 
so before sin came, uh, man was working. Sin just made it a whole lot harder. And so uh, uh, it does affect everything that we do. I think of verses like Colossians chapter three, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all for the glory of God. And so our relationship with the Lord affects everything. I would just say uh, where I would challenge those that are listening is in their own walk with the Lord. You know, we can't count on our pastors and our small group leaders and podcast uh, to teach us everything that we need to learn. At the end of the day, you have the, if you're a Christian, and I'm talking to Christians here, you have the Holy Spirit of God in you. You've got the Word of God before you. And so you get with the Lord every single day. This is the importance of time alone with Him. And you begin to train yourself for godliness. That's what Paul said train yourself for godliness yeah. so that yeah. you can, okay, Lord, I'm reading this. How does this fit in? to my work? How does this influence my relationships? How does this direct the conversations that I'm having or the meetings that I'm going to have or take today? And so uh, I don't want to, you know, put anybody off the hook as far as, you know, a a good uh, pastor is going to, you know, do the best he can to exegete the scriptures and apply them to our life. But at the end of the day, uh, oftentimes, you know, I found this with men, especially, Man, we'll be passionate about our golf game. We'll be passionate about our hobbies. We'll be passionate about something that's going on over here, fantasy football. We're passionate about our work. But when it comes to the things of God, we just, we're just we just so lackadaisical. We're so apathetic. And, and that's, that's, that's not we, – we don't uh, grow in any area of our life that way. If I want to be a better salesman, I'm going to listen to motivational speakers. I'm going to listen to people who are at the top of their game doing that. If I want to be a better athlete, I'm going to work on my shot. And I'm going to get in the gym. Well, it's the same thing, Christian. We don't, you know, we don't put our Bible under our pillows at night and wake up and and have more spiritual knowledge. That's not the way it works. We train ourselves for God. We're like a hardworking farmer. We're we are uh, studying to show ourselves approved. And so, I would challenge the listeners uh, to, you know, take the bull by the horns, so to speak, and let's start feeding ourselves. And let's start working as into the Lord. The Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling as God works in. And it's that Greek word, genosium. We sweat it out. And so we work out uh, as we as God works in. And so I would put the onus back on the listener and say, man, get your Bible with the Holy Spirit in you and let's start doing the work. Yeah. And you also mentioned that church isn't just a large group, right, which is fantastic. You get a large group of people. You have corporate worship. Uh, you you have a pastor who opens up the word of God, but then the, the next part of that is getting involved in a small group. Sure. Um, and so, you know, we have life groups, Bible studies, Sunday school classes, whatever you want to call them, uh, getting plugged in so that people can walk alongside you. Um, you know, where we go to church, it's, it's people who are of a similar age, uh, walking alongside, doing life together. Um, but then there's also one-on-one uh, mentorship and discipleship. And so if you want to know and grow in your walk with the Lord, um, you know, the corporate part. Um, it may not have a sermon specifically about something that you want to hear, uh, but being involved in a life group and doing life together with people and then being mentored and discipled and being able to ask those questions. And then, as you said at the end, right, you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got the word of God, open it up, yeah. <laughs> spend some time in it um, and, and, you know, feed, learn to feed yourself. And I think all of those are so important uh, and vital. And from a, from a man standpoint, uh, one of the other things that just talked about is how important it is uh, for a man. We started with, you know, a single 24 year old guy. Well, I'm telling you, once you get married and you have kids, um, there is a huge study that's out there that says that if the father, if the husband of the family, the leader of the family doesn't go to church, um, that the family itself is, is less likely to go to church, that the, you know, the man is, is kind of the primary spiritual, um, you know, uh, thermostat that's kind of giving the direction for his family. And I think it's just, um, you know, I think you start 
going to church when you're when you're young and you're single and you keep on going. But guys, if you've got a family and you're not going to church, that means that other people are seeing and you're leading the example that this is not an important part of life. And you don't want to do that to your kids. What would you say to that, Dad? Yeah, I, man, I would say that um, if you're leading a family and I'm a huge proponent of this, uh, I think it's a three legged stool, the church, the home. And, you know, as it relates to our children, uh, the school, mm-hmm. uh, very important. And uh, obviously people listening, there's some homeschoolers there's some public schools or some private schools. And uh, I, I just I I really believe that, um, uh, you know, it takes a village to raise a kid. And <laughs> I want, you know, from, and, and you know this from growing up. I know this from growing up. The people yeah. that have influence on your life are those coaches and those teachers and those friends. And I want to, I I cannot, I can't raise my family on my own. I can't not, not get to where we want them to be. And so I've got to make sure as a a dad that I'm putting my kids in an environment and around people. And that's my responsibility uh, that they are um, uh, being nurtured and growing uh, toward Christ. And so having a church, is instrumental in that uh, because that's where uh, you have people that care about the same things that you care about uh, generally that, um, you know, their, their concerns are the same. Uh, they're going to be in those small group moments with friends that are sharpening them and encouraging mm-hmm. them. And there's just mutual accountability there. I just think that's so very important. So important. Well, Jared, good. Those are good things, I think, for our guys to take into consideration. Um, I think my takeaway is uh, find a good church, um, you know, find a good place to get plugged in and do not be one of those guys who's just sitting in the back row. If you're going to get plugged into a church, uh, get plugged in, join a church, start serving, look for opportunities to use the gift that God has given you um, and, and begin to be an active participant in the church. You know this as well as I do, Dan, that in anything, you you oftentimes get out of something what you put, what into, you put it. into it. And, Amen. and the church is no different, man. Dive in and just watch what happens. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jarrett. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, Check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.